Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Lord Mayor, Keith Topolsky. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good where, whatever, wherever you are listening right across this big blue, brown and green planet of ours. And welcome to Splinters, the Bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. You can also download us at podcasts.com. That's podcastsplural.com. I am the Lord Mayor, Keith Topolsky, and I am very, very grateful to be joined by popular demand, we took a survey in a one-bedroom unit in DY, and he was the only resident, so I'm not surprised that he won the public survey for popularity. But returning tonight on Splinters, this afternoon, this morning, wherever you're listening, g'day, Matt Mears. Yeah, but the you didn't introduce it properly. You said it was to host Splinters. No, you're not hosting Splinters yeah, yet. Yeah, but this is the... the you're still the, serving your suspension. What did I do now? What am I suspended for? Because I felt like it. So you're still serving your suspension because I felt like Why it. Why do I put myself through this? Well, Why? That, that, what, what, do you, what, what have I done in a past life to have to be saddled up with you? You haven't done anything. You should be thankful that I'm being so gracious as to Oh, yeah. I allow, feel all allow your you gracefulness coming out of you, yeah. Yeah, so you should. Well, I was thinking this week, I was digging around for some ideas and seeing what we could come up with for something a little bit different because we've been talking about issues and events and leagues and plenty of stuff that's up to date but digging around for something a little bit different a little bit off the beaten path and I came up with something along the lines of sports tourism what do you reckon? Well it's probably your first good idea you've ever had. And that's why you're suspended. <laughs> so let, let's talk about some... How about we talk about some events, sporting events overseas that we've been to watch and uh, what, we, what we could see around those sporting events. And, well, you've done more than your fair share of travel to England to play cricket. So uh, talk us through some of your exploits with uh, playing cricket in England and maybe some of the places you've seen as a result of being over there. Well, for those who don't know, who haven't been listening to me um, go on about it show after show for the past however many years we've been doing the show, well, the bench, I should say, not splinters, I've only really been on once, haven't I, Keith? Um, Twice. You had the Kings Row T20, thank you. Yeah, well, that was, I had to be good. Now I don't have to be. I'll suspend you again. Get on with it. (laughs) Yes, boss. Thank you. Your Lord Manus. Um Don't start me. <laughs> you, 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 you're really going to do this in the middle of the podcast, yeah, are we? Hurry up. Make me. <laughs> well, if we want to get back on topic, yes. For those who haven't been listening to the bench for the last five years, I'm lucky enough that uh, as part of my cricketing life is that I get to be um, playing as an overseas player for the little village of Effingham just outside of Guildford in Surrey which is about 40 minutes outside of uh, London southwest if you want to be more specific and uh, while I get to play on some of the most beautiful village grounds and just little cricket grounds it's probably not what the people want to hear about as much as I love them and I'll be back there in May keep posted because I'm sure I'll be bragging about it a bit more before I go but um, while I've been there and, and playing, it does give me the opportunity to go to a lot of events that probably wouldn't normally get to go to, even when I'm in Australia with, with work and, and other commitments that you sort of you get to miss a lot of the big things that happen. But with the time over there and, and the opportunity to go to some of the big grounds that are over there and, and the big events that they have, it's, uh, it is really something else to experience. And uh, just putting together some notes for the show, like... First off, we'll just start with with London, my home base, and uh, obviously the cricket mecca of Lords. Um, I was lucky enough; I had tickets to um, the 2005 Ashes series test. For those who don't remember, the first day I was there, Glenn McGrath's 500th test wicket. It was something else to be a part of the crowd for that. It was Australia's only win. Um, so maybe, and I was home for the second test. So maybe the 2005 Ashes is my fault. Maybe if I'd stayed, they would have won. All right, we're going to keep you there from now on. We'll send you there and we'll keep you there for the duration. Oh, you'd miss me too much if I wasn't here. Oh, well, we'll we'll launch we'll launch an investigation into that. I'll put all my all my mayoral resources into investigating that question. But did did you get to do anything while you're at Lords Apart? Obviously, you got to watch the game and you saw McGrath's wicket. But did you get into any of the hoity-toity, fancy pants stuff that well, the, the good burgers of Lords put on? Well. 
for the test, no, I got to be my Aussie self out in the uh, in the crowd. But in a, a they called you a convict and everything. Oh, it was great. Wear my yellow Aussie shirt with pride. It's uh, it's almost like spending an evening with you. You useless colonial. Yeah, but we still beat you. <laughs> well, not in that series. Thank God I had gone home. But uh, it said. Unfortunately, that tour, I was just there as a guest, but going back in 2013 on one of my many previous, uh, subsequent uh, trips over there, I got the uh, invitation from an actual mayor, not some Lord Mayorness made up, full of himself. You watch your tone, all right? <laughs> I'm being very gracious letting you back on splinters. Well, I'm not the host, so I don't even know why I'm here. You but, be careful. But yeah, I had an actual proper elected mayor in Northern Beaches Mayor Michael Regan, who was over in England at the same time as I was playing for Effingham, was over there playing for the SCG 11, who were playing against the MCC at Lords. So I was fortunate enough, it was on a Monday, I just played two games of cricket for for Effingham. I got to go up to Lords on the Monday and, and be his guest uh, for that um, occasion. I got to spend some time in the dressing room, and then I got to attend the official dinner in the Lords long room. And I can tell you, this is something that's it's very hard to get invited to an official dinner in Lords. So to be a part of that was just something for me. It was just words can't describe it. You hear about the receptions and the big to dos that go on in there. And to be actually invited to one was um, was just something else. What is there around Lords to do? Because you say it's the mecca of cricket, but is it in a location where you can do anything nearby or is it really in, in an area that isn't really designed for tourism? Well, it, it's a, it's basically, it's in the suburbs of northern London. It, it's on the, there, there's a tube stop about three, four hundred metres away and 10 minutes on the tube and you're in the middle of London. You could even, like, the first couple of times I was staying in Paddington and I could walk to Lord's. So it is it is in the middle of London. They've obviously got the, the, the other things happening around there. The tour of Lord's is probably a staple of mine. Every time I go over there, I make it a... a, a my mecca, my journey to the to, to the, the Holy Grail that is Lords, and and do the tour and and get get to see the the place uh, every time I'm there. But uh, it is one of those places that it is. It's not that far away. You you move two blocks and you're into the the main part of Northern London, like Baker Street Station, which is probably one of the big stations in the northern part of London. Is is probably. 10 15 minute walk away and then you're in the middle of all the all the shops all the all the big touristy things there so it is one of those places um in london and we'll talk about another place in in london shortly that they're they're in what used to be but it's like the urban sprawl of sydney they they've been chewed up by the urban sprawl and they're, they're basically just suburbs well, speaking of suburbs, you did say you stayed about 40 minutes out of town in Surrey. Um, and if memory serves me correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Surrey, you wrong, never. Surrey would be the home of the Oval, if it I'm is. guessing right. Yes. you got to love my English geography because I'm reading <laughs> your very well transcripted notes as I speak. You got to attend the first ever T20 finals day in 2005. Well, we, we do, we're lucky enough to get to call the T20 finals day for the Sydney Grey Comp here on on uh, Triple H, but uh, I actually got to go to one of the first ever ones in England. This is where T20 was born, where it where it has served its infancy, and uh, when I was over there as part of the uh, in 2005 as part of attending the Ashes, I got to I got to go to T20 finals day as well and and see the what basically is what it's turned into and it was a hundred and a long 120 overs i tell you it not quite as long as it is when you're in the com box but it, it is just a it is just another traditional cricket ground but when you talk about that north side north south rivalry you've got in the north with lords and middlesex you've got the south with surrey and the oval they are chalk and cheese but they're just great traditional cricket grounds now there's a venue that isn't necessarily known for its cricket we'll get to that in a minute but Surrey is that much of a tourist mecca? Because when when I hear tourist meccas, Surrey doesn't exactly come up <laughs> well, too often. Well, Surrey is Surrey is 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 a county. It's it's like Middlesex. It's the a lot of Surrey is just the suburbs of London. So uh, again, it's if you're staying around that area, it, it's traveling into London. As I said Waterloo is is probably the main station of London. That's that's my train station when I'm there. From where I stay, it's about a 20-minute trip to Waterloo Station, and then that's sort of where you branch out from there. Mm-hmm. 
the less traditional, well, not necessarily less traditional, but certainly a venue more famous for the round ball game with the feet rather than a round ball game with the willow uh, would be Old Trafford. And well, which one? Well, how about we start with the cricket ground? Because I'm, I'm told that you attended the final day of the 2013 Ashes Test. Well, I was over in, I was over in Liverpool actually, um, as part of the Manly Waratahs. The this, the this is where we should point out that we're recording in front of a live studio audience. And if someone can tell that lunatic waving his arms around by Shane, by the name of Shane Evans, if he can sit down and shut up, it would be much appreciated. I th- what happened to the ban? I'm suspended now. You're suspended for mentioning his name on Splinters. Okay, I'll have to serve my punishment, and we'll we'll deal with that at a later time. Okay, but Old Trafford, talk us through the cricket ground at Old Trafford. Well, in in obviously Old Trafford's probably a bit more famous for the for the for the um the home of Manchester United, and we actually parked in the Manchester United in the in their car park. You park in Alex Ferguson's spot. No, unfortunately, oh. they wouldn't let us in there. But we were, I was over there as part of the Manly Waratahs um, touring side at that point. We were in Liverpool playing a couple of games. We had that day off. And it's about a 40-minute trip by minibus or mini one of those eight-seater vans. And I can tell oh, yeah. you, it was a, an experience and a half doing that with um, seven very drunk Manly Waratahs tourists plus me driving. <laughs> but... Um, it was a great experience. Obviously, again, one of the, the old traditional cricket grounds that are getting done up. Not like your big all-seater stadiums. They have grandstands and stuff like that. Like similar, you see at the SCG. What, yeah, similar to what you've seen at the SCG rather than what they've done and really, I suppose, for lack of a better term, almost bastardised the MCG for what it used to be. Well, that's a that's a that's a stadium now. It's not a as much as it's called the MCG. It's a stadium. The Sydney Cricket Ground is a cricket ground, mm. and that's what I love about these places over in in England is that they are cricket grounds. There's there's if you want to go to a stadium, you go to you go to the big ones. You go to the the, the football stadiums. You go to the rugby stadiums. If you want to go to cricket, you go to a cricket ground. Speaking of stadiums, the O2 now. We saw that Arsenal had O2 as a sponsor for quite some time, but the O2 it's more of a it's more of an arena rather than a well, than a stadium. It's I the suppose. old the old the old Millennium Dome dome as people would know on the banks of the Thames, and uh, it's been transported into a into an all purpose type venue, probably more like mm-hmm. Cudis Bank Arena. So they have sports on there, so they play basketball there. They have the WWE on there, which I'm missing by a week that I'm not bitter about when I have my trip to Aww. England later in the thing. Really? Well, that Don't be, come that between me. Pen, Don't come between me and WWE, all right, Mr. Lord Manus, all right? All right. But again, so... Shut up, you lunatic Evans. Security, security to uh, Section E, but yeah. To it, it can go from those sporting events to music, and as a, as a sad point for me, it was a great at the time. But um, being able to when I was over there last, being able to attend one of the final ever Lincoln Park concerts, probably a band that um, really I grew up with since I was in high school, and 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 was probably my staple band. It was played on repeat in my car, which you can talk to a lot of my friends for God knows how many years on CD back in the day. But um, to be able to go and feel that emotion and then to find out what happened a couple of days later it it touched me but uh it is certainly a world-class arena and um it'll certainly have memories with me for a long long time so you actually went to that final concert at the o2 only a few days before the uh shall we say tragic events unfolded i think they did one more show in, in they did one more show in a in um not not like a, in a smaller arena mm-hmm. out in country England. That was their last major show. Oh, okay. So the O2 and Old Trafford, obviously Old Trafford, it, it all centres around Manchester United and the and the soccer stadium, but O2, is it in the centre of London? And yeah, it's on the Thames. Is there anything else that is immediately within well, 5 or 10 walking distance well, of either Old Trafford or the O2 that you would recommend to go and see? Well, the Old Trafford, I can't tell you much other than what some of my um, non-Manchester United supporting fans did on the um, on the stadium. But uh, to protect the innocence, I think I'll leave that into the imagination of the listeners. But uh, the O2 actually 
it, where they've got the arena built in, they've got a lot of um, restaurants and um, arcades built around the outside. This suddenly sounds very much like <laughs> Splinter's Episode One. It does, and where do you, this is this is basically what what where I got some of the ideas from is that they they it is a multi-purpose. If it's not got a big arena on, there's another little arena which can play more intimate shows. There's restaurants around it. There, there's other things to do. There's like a, a Hall of Fame type walk, and you ride on the Thames. So it, it is some. Somewhere that, that that has more than just it's maybe fifty events a year. There's there's other things to keep you occupied while you're there. One thing I've always wanted to do, and once I eventually do get to England, it's you're very not coming much, with me. It's very much high on my list. I'm never going to England with you. Don't worry about that. Good. But have you ever done a tour of what is really for outdoor sports fans? I suppose those of us who enjoy rectangular sports, soccer. Union to a lesser extent, rugby league. Have you been on a tour of the holy grail, the true sporting stadium mecca that is Wembley? Well, it's written on the sheet, so yes, yes, I'm I have to, been yeah, to Wembley. I'm trying to build the suspense. <laughs> trying to build the suspense. Work with You've me. You've already mentioned that we're reading off a sheet. Shut up. <laughs> Keep talking. Well, yes, I have done the Wembley tour, the new Wembley Stadium, obviously, and uh, as much as I'd love to go the old one, you go and watch some of the classic. Um, Football games, rugby league games, the Queen Live Aid concert, some of those things at that, at that old Wembley, just amazing. But the new stadium is something else to behold. Um, well, that, that's something I'll ask. Did you get to see the old Wembley before they did it up? No. So, yeah, they, they knocked that down probably before I ever went there. So okay. it's... Um, it's something that I would love to have cherished to go to there, but the new one certainly is is a feat. With I think it fits ninety thousand people in there. I, I recommend that if you do go to any of any of any big places like this, like London, other places that we talk about later in the show, is that you can do tours, and when they don't have events on, they'll just run tours, and you get to go to all the places that you not normally would. They'll take you into the change rooms, they'll take you behind the scenes. You get to go even into you get to even go into the royal box and things like that. So the ground announcers box, who'd want to go in there? Shut up. <laughs> I find you in there. God, you still that isn't isn't that where you're sleeping tonight? The, the oh, box at Leichhardt? No, no, I got an upgrade. I'm, I'm sleeping in the home coach's box at Leichhardt. <laughs> How is that an upgrade? Well, it's got more room. <laughs> it's got more room. You, you, can't, you can't swing a cat in the announcer's box at Leichhardt, but go on. Well, that sounds about a bit more your speed. But, uh, <laughs> well, as I said, to, to be able to go and... And, and visit these stadiums. I do plan on when I go back this year. There's a there's a really big game on there about two days after I land that hopefully I'll talk more about on the bench in coming up to that that I'll be able to attend. But obviously attending these ones as a as a as a fan is great and you get to be part of those big crowds. But when you can attend and just see the behind the scenes and get to go to those places that you don't normally see, it is something else as well. I did mention that rugby league and soccer were the focuses of Wembley and to a lesser extent rugby union because union already has its own home in London and that is of course the famous Twickenham facility and you're not going there to see a game of rugby you're going there to see another musical concert. Well, I got to for those who listened to the bench Friday night afterwards and after we did our 3-hour bench show we had the bench sleepover, the bench music Mitch with me and the spicy chorizo on there playing some party tunes. So I want to be known as more than just the sports guy. I do love my music and uh, I've not been, all the times I've been, I've never been to Twickenham, which is, I, I can't explain why. Growing up, I played rugby. Um, so rugby's a game I know, but it's just never had the opportunity. I go there in summer, generally not a lot of rugby events on, but this time when I'm there, Metallica. It's going to be on at Twickenham. How's that for... I can't go to the rugby, so I'll go to Metallica. No Adele? No Catherine Jenkins? No Shania Twain? That, that, we'll get to Shania Twain and her home later <laughs> on. But, okay, if, if Metallica's your speed, then that's fine. I'm, I'm simply asking. And Catherine Jenkins is a neat little segue because you've also been to the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. Now, that is something I would desperately love to see is a Six Nations rugby game at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff Wales versus England. Have you had the chance to do that? Well, unfortunately, no. Again, it's just on the stadium tour. But that's a very interesting ground there at Millennium Stadium because it is in the middle of Cardiff. It is built on the old Cardiff Palms Park. You can even see parts of the stands that they've reused that were part of Cardiff Palms Park. Yes. 
that they've built into the new stadium, and they go through that obviously with you with all the with all the um, with all the tours and stuff like that. It, it just has some great experience. They've got the little Carter Farms part next to it, where like they, well, it's probably the ten thousand seat stadium where they play like the Cardiff Blues games and and stuff like that. Your but team, Cardiff City. They have their own stadium. Funny story because we we're actually dri- this was actually on a Manly Waratahs tour as well that we were driving back from Swansea. Hey. Where I actually have played cricket in Swansea against Mumbles against one of the owners, and that's where my supportive of um, Swansea got, and he got me out in that game. So, got into talking to him afterwards, and that's that's the backstory of me supporting Swansea. But we were driving back from Swansea through Cardiff. I think I believe we were going to somewhere in Glamorgan, which is um, so Gloucestershire, which is just over the the Welsh border coming back like Bath and, and those type of places. So we had the full day. That was thrown out there that we do the tour of, of going to um, of going to Millennium Stadium because we'd been to Cardiff. We'd played some games there, but we weren't able to do the tour while we were there. So we stopped. We did the tour, but we had to make a, we had to make a detour because when we put in Cardiff Stadium, it took us to the... It took us to the soccer ground. So I've been to Cardiff City Stadium as well. We went into reception and they went, um, you're in the wrong stadium. But we eventually found Cardiff Farms Park and, and the Millennium that, Stadium. It didn't occur to you you might have been in the wrong stadium when you expected 75,000 and you got 17,000. Hey, we're Aussie cricketers. What do you expect from us? We'd been drunk for about 20 days straight. Is that all? Well, we're only halfway through the tour. Ah, okay. That, that's understandable. That's definitely understandable. But, again, we um, we did find the right Cardiff Farms Park. It's right, That is right in the middle of Cardiff. You're right on the river there in the middle of Cardiff. You're right in the hub of it. Walk to everything. So that's, again, like the history of it with the old Cardiff Farms Park building built on top. But, again, these stadiums that are, that are in the meccas, they're in the, the middle of the city, they have that extra presence because everything's around it where later on we might talk about some of the stadiums where they're a bit further out of town and they don't quite have that draw, do they? They don't. Before we move on to a place that I've been, um, you did mention that you wanted to go back to Swansea and you wanted to go back to Wembley. So when, when do you expect to see Swansea at Wembley? Well, as I was alluding to before, that was... My little allude to is that the championship playoff to see who gets the promoted. The richest game in football. The richest game of football is on Monday, the twenty seventh of May. It is two days after I arrive in England, so that is my that is my goal to get a ticket to that and go to Wembley and watch Swansea get promoted back into the Premier League. What happens if Borough plays Bristol? Will you still go? I'll still go, but it won't be a thing. All right. It won't be a, it won't be a thing. And if Blackburn are there, I'll buy a jersey and burn it. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> do well to survive relegation at the moment. I'll well, even get Topolsky on the back and I'll film it for the bench Facebook page. I'll oh, put it on oh. Facebook Live. You mark oh. my words if I've got to sit through a Blackburn game. Oh, that is a carve-up. Speaking of carve-ups, in 2012 I tagged along with the Western Suburbs Intra Super... Well, now the Intra Super Premiership side, then the New South Wales Cup side. I wasn't too keen on doing the 7am flight from Mascot so I ended up getting my own flight at about 11.30 that day, and I headed over to Auckland to see them play... You're straight from England to Auckland, it's yeah. just a great segue. Well, it, it's similar weather. It's similar weather, you have to admit that. But I went and watched them play the Auckland Vulcans. They then were on Mount Smart number two, and i got to say, it's actually not a bad little ride on the train out to Mount Smart. The only problem is it's located in the middle of an industrial estate. Well, that's again, like, what what's there to draw you there? Like, Eden Park, you see, is in the middle of Auckland, but Mount Smart, you're saying, is in the middle well, of... Eden an Park inter- actually isn't in the middle of Auckland. Well, it, it's about 15, 20 minutes' drive from the middle of the city centre. I stayed at, at mm. the, I don't know what it's called now, but it used to be called the Copthorne Hotel, which was right on Auckland Harbour. What, the you Copper could, what? The Copthorne Hotel. Uh, okay, that's, right I'm sure that's what you were doing when you were there. It was right on the harbour, and there's there's a bit to do there. There's markets, and there's a ni- nice little maritime museum down there, ne- right next to Sky City Tower, actually. I didn't stay at Sky City because the price was just too much, but... Cheapskate. Well, I, I did go cheap, but you certainly didn't go cheap in 2006 when you headed off to Spain. Well, to be fair, when I was in Spain, I was, I was, I was doing a bus about tour. So I was in I was in hostels living on the absolute cheap. But 
what I did get to do was get to go to a Spanish football game mm-hmm. and, to be fair, an actual Real Madrid game. And to be able to do that is something like... I know I as football and I have my jokes with Dom, but to experience something like that, the, the Real Madrid stadium, chock-a-block, we, I think we got the 10 euro or whatever currency they were using at the time, tickets right up the back, but... I can tell you, those stands are steep as anything. The crowd is just ruckus. They were playing San Sebastian, so it wasn't a huge game, but I tell you, that experience lived with me just from a fan. Like, we had a few people that weren't even really sports fans that tagged along for the experience, and they they were a bit hesitant of going, but they were all for it once they got there because just the energy in the ground, and it just held all that energy. And even for for what was just a dud game of 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 the league, it was just something else. Well, speaking of holding energy in, we're going to go to some indoor stadiums coming up next on Splinters as we head off to North America, a place very close to my heart, and going by your notes, a place very close to your heart to discuss wrestling, hockey, and a whole lot more up next on Splinters. Back to no, 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 no. No, what? if I've got to sit through another half of this show, I'm in charge now. Oh, I will do this on a trial basis, but if you screw up, you're suspended indefinitely. Tri- trial basis. Trial basis. Trial on. basis. Now I'm a guest. Now I'm on trial. What is this? Where you're just abusing your Lord Mayness, are you? I am, I am the Lord Mayor. You will treat me with respect. Now get on with it. No, Lord Before Mayor. What, what am mind. I supposed to feel? That this, this, the, all the sunshine that's coming out of your eyes and lighting up the valley and the kindness of your heart coming out. We all know it's a black, cold heart in there. That is the biggest lie I've ever heard and if you spin lies like that again, I will ban you or worse, I will make you sit through three consecutive podcasts with Anthony Caruso. Now get on with it. No, please no. Whatever so you get do. Get on with All it. Alright, well you're listening to Splinters here on Triple H 100.1 FM, Triple H FM.com.au or you're listening to the podcast version on podcast.com I'm Matt Mears, the wise man. I'm here with the gracious Lord Mayor of Leichhardt, Keith Topolsky and uh, we're talking... Wait, wait, wait. Did, did you, you just call me gracious. You just praised me. Hallelujah. 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 Well, it's that, or, it's that or do three podcasts with Caruso. What else am I going to say? Yeah, I, I do think that that sort of praise deserved a little a little bit of a musical marker, and it is a bit of a miracle. So, all right, I'll I'll give you that. You've praised me, so keep talking. All right. Well, in the first half of the show, we we talked all about uh, England, a few other places like that. We're going to move across to northern North America. We'll start off with Canada, which is yes. Lord Mayor country. I will get there eventually. You will get there I eventually. Will get there eventually. There is rumours that. Caruso is doing something with immigration through his that Liberal Party. That could be all Canadian Liberals, maybe. He's a Trudeau fan, you know. Oh, He's a Trudeau here fan. we go. He loves Justin. Oh, well, you know, we, he likes Just for Men. We know that. But um, we'll get into Canada now, the Lord Mayor's country. First off, tell us about the, the Scotia Bank Centre, the Halifax Mooseheads. They, they play in the Quebec Major Junior League, which is it's sort of Quebec's equivalent of the New South Wales Rugby League Junior Rep scene. If you're going to play... Is it run as bad? Uh, no, it's actually run quite professionally. They're oh. talking about the possibility... So of then don't... don't, then don't then don't compare well, but, it to but that. age groups. Uh, age similar. groups. If, if clarify that, Topolsky. Okay. All right, all right. You've actually done very well there to pick me up. Wait, I just praised you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is so never no, going to go to air, two, is it? Two miracles in one episode. This is actually two, two miracles in one half an episode. This is something. But Halifax Mooseheads play in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League over in Quebec. And it, it's the equivalent of the junior reps in that you get 15 through 18, 19-year-olds playing the best of the elite junior talent. They're talking in Quebec at the moment about maybe having players paid for their services, although the, the goal of the Quebec Junior League is to make sure that the players focus on hockey and school and nothing much else. But Halifax, they play out of the Scotiabank Centre, which is in the middle of downtown Halifax. Halifax, it's a very historic city. It's a very naval city. It's really famous for two things. The first thing that it's truly famous for is 
really you can call the back end of the Titanic story because we know all about the wonderful heroic stories of the survivors of the Titanic sinking who lived their lives afterwards and they were, were whisked away to New York and the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island through New Jersey and they were the lucky ones. The ones that weren't so lucky got carted off to Halifax and one of the tourism... So even you're saying it was unlucky to go to Canada? Are you are you all right? Are you sick or what, what's going on? Well, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, well, we'll figure that out. That, that's probably a whole other podcast that, to figure out what's wrong with you. That in itself is actually a very popular tourist site. Is the graveyard that sits atop Halifax where the Titanic victims were buried, those that could be recovered. And the biggest gravestone actually there belongs to the only Australian victim that was ever identified. And I, I thought it was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio after he sunk off the off the cupboard. You say that in jest, but there is actually a gravestone marked for a Jay Dawson. Unfortunately, it's been identified as a Joseph Dawson, but that still has all the flowers there and all the little photos of DiCaprio from the Titanic movie. It's actually quite disturbing how popular it is. But Halifax, it's also situated in Nova Scotia, and Halifax is the capital and obviously, being a political nerd, I've been to the parliament there. It's a very it's nice It's not a political building. podcast. But you drive about probably 45 minutes to an hour west, and you come across a town called Lunenburg. I swear, if you actually go there, make sure you take sunglasses, because all the buildings in Lunenburg are actually painted very bright colours. You get yellow, and you get green, and blue, and pink, and purple, and red, and it's a great mix. It's actually a UNESCO-listed heritage site, and you can also head out to Peggy's Cove, which is the most photographed lighthouse in the world. You just look like you're absolutely enthralled by this, but it's a lovely little country village. It sounds enthralling. I, I, I'm going to... You know what? I'm cancelling my trip to England and I'm going to this place. Well, all right. That, that's fantastic. And if you do decide to start in the east and head west, there's another place that you'll end up going west. And uh, unfortunately, it's a place close to Caruso's heart. Well, Mr. Just for Men himself, um, his team, the Montreal Canadiens, they play out of the Bell Centre. They do. And the Bell Centre is... The largest building in terms of uh, crowd capacity, 21,500, just a little bit over, to cram all the Montreal Canadiens fans in there. And I know that Caruso will want to beg to differ with me, but when I got to Montreal, I really wasn't that impressed. That They talk about the history and the architecture, but really, that, that's all you've got is the architecture in downtown Have you seen Montreal. what Caruso's impressed by? What's he impressed by when it comes to Montreal? Oh, no. We we better not mention that because Roxy might be listening. Hi, Roxy, if you're Hi, listening. Roxy. Yeah, we, we love you, Roxy. <laughs> what I do like about Quebec, though, is Quebec City. It, it's, it's about four hours north of Montreal by train, and it is an absolutely beautiful spot. I didn't get to go to a Quebec junior game there where the Quebec Remparts play. It's a fortified city, and it's very much like old Europe. It is basically walking down, if you've seen photos of France, even old photos of Rome with the cobblestone pathways and the buildings and the architecture, it really did feel just like that. And to stand on the fortified walls of the city was actually something else. Well, I've been to a few cities like that and, and a few of those old ruins as well. So you're saying that you can go to ruins in Europe or you can go to this town and it's brand new and it's basically as 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 it would be back in the day. As it would be back in the day and you can also have poutine, which is French fries covered in gravy and cheese curds. We need to watch your diet, Mr. Topolsky. Well, too late for that. You, you've, se- you've, <laughs> seen, you've seen the diet I have. You know it's too late for that. I saw all that pizza you ate just before we started the podcast. But we'll move along. We'll move to the, the, the Scotiabank Arena now and Toronto with the Maple Leafs. Is it true that they have Mini-Me as the as the um, owner? If you go to... And Jessica Alba is the hot chick in it. No, it's not true. They That movie's that. false! Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment owns it. And if you go to a Leafs game... I went to a Leafs game versus Philadelphia a couple of and years ago. And Jessica Alba wasn't there? I wasn't. It was actually the evolutionary process in reverse, watching the Leafs play the Flyers. They are two of the most I'm devastated now. supporter groups you will see in the National Hockey League. You, and um, watching Flyers and Leafs fans interact, it really was watching knuckle draggers and mouth breathers walk around. And I say that as a Senators fan, but it's in the middle of downtown Toronto. If you get a chance... 
book a day tour and they can take you around the lake, around the Golden Horseshoe they call it, down to Niagara Falls. And you've got wineries down there, you've got the falls, you've got a little town called Niagara on the lake. It is just absolutely spectacular countryside. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is just heartbreaking though that it is that close to Toronto. But having said that, if you go the other side, you're only half, or, half an hour away from our favourite team. At least you didn't lose to Buffalo. And that's only half an hour from Niagara Falls on the American side. I, my mind's still blown. You're telling me that Mini-Me isn't the owner and Jessica Alba isn't anything to do with him. Next, you're going to tell me the Mighty Ducks isn't real. Well, funny you should mention that. We'll get to that when it comes to the US side of things. Don't... Topolsky, you're already just crushing my dreams. Don't don't crush this for me too. There's no Goldberg, there's no Conway, there's no Reed and there's no Julie the Cat. What else have I missed? The Flying V is always offside. There you go. But Bombay's real. Um, I'm sure we can find a coach that's probably been done on some sort of drink driving charges. Yeah, we'll find one. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move along before... Toronto, before Toronto you... also has the CN Tower, which is quite nice too, but... Uh, there's, there are some touristy things there for the kids, but I wouldn't call it a really nice tourism place. Well, we'll move along to somewhere that I know is very close to your black, black heart. The Ottawa Senators, you, we never hear the end of them. The Canadian Tire Centre, the floor is your, your, Lord, your Lord Menace. Stay downtown, walk across the border into Gatineau, which is in Quebec. You won't have to deal with too much French because it is the bilingual capital region. Go to the National Museum of History, the Canadian Museum of History. Their First Nations display is just absolutely incredible. Canadian Aboriginal societies, they have hundreds of different nations. The artwork and the totem poles and the, and the weaving and the clothing, and it is just spectacular. If you want to head away from the museums, you can go yes, on please. Spark Street. It's an artistic hub. You head down to the Glebe neighbourhood. It's also a bit of a hipster place with plenty of coffee shops and cafes and op shops. If you want to go a little bit further afield out west, you can hit up the uh, the Tangier Outlet Mall, which is this massive open-air outlet facility. You can also go out, out to the town of Carp, which is probably about 45 minutes drive west. You have to veer off the Trans-Canada Highway and turn right. Actually not that far away from the Canadian Tire Centre where my beloved Senators get beat, uh, play, sorry. And you can head up to what's called the Diefen Bunker. Now it's named after former Canadian Prime Minister John Diefen Baker, who had a Cold War bunker constructed at the height of, obviously, the Cold War in case of nuclear attack by the Russians. That is an absolutely fascinating piece of history. And if you've got time and the weather is right, head further out to Pakenham. They have a maple leaf farm factory out there where they make maple syrup, maple soap, maple chocolate, anything maple, they make it. It is just absolutely incredible. The food scene in Ottawa is actually really nice. I can highly recommend get the lobster at La Pointe Seafood Market in the Bywood Market. You cannot go wrong for $65 after exchange the last time I was there. Just a quick public service announcement to Anthony Caruso. I know you don't want Keith to leave, but whatever you're doing for, to that immigration, did you just hear this man speak about his beloved Ottawa? He obviously wants to be back there like nothing else. So come on, do us all a favour. Just get rid of that red tape for us. Yes, please. Let, let's let's <laughs> let me into Ottawa. Find me a job there, and I, I will hey, uh, hey, engage in poutine hey, and watch hey, hey, hey. hockey. What? We didn't say anything about the job. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Whatever just gets you out of the country. Speaking of Ottawa, I did go and see the Ottawa Junior team, the Ottawa 67s play. Now it's not part of the Senators' setup. But they play at TD Place, which is where the Ottawa Red Blacks play in the Canadian Football League as well. Now, How can they play hockey on a football field? The hockey stadium is actually built into the grandstand. So what? It's, yeah, it's actually built into the grandstand. So on the, on the southwestern side, you've got the main stand for the football. And coming out of that, you actually link that into the hockey stadium itself. And that's where the Senators first played. It's a very nice place, the Lansdowne area. It's not exactly a tourist mecca. It's more a hipster with lots of restaurants, lots of uh, craft brewery pubs and that sort of... It's very much your scene when it comes to the breweries and foods, I would say. So if you No, no, no. If you ever no, 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 no. Ottawa, you, now you're saying I'm a hipster. After all this love that we've had in the last 10 or so minutes and the miracles that you have got gone the beard on... happening. You just because I have a beard now, I'm a hipster. Well... <laughs> 
You actually grow your beard as opposed to the rest of us who just get lazy and forget to shave. Sorry that I'm blessed with the most brilliant facial hair ever. All right? I'm, All I'm right. lucky I'm blessed. But if All you right. ever call me a hipster again, mm. if you think we're at war now, All right. watch out. Okay, keep going. Well, we move along now. Now we're off to Winnipeg, the Bell MTS Place. Winnipeg Jets games are like nothing else. The crowd is absolutely electric. That's pretty much all I have to say about well, Calgary. Does anything happen it in is, Calgary? Winnipeg has a great zoo, but it, it is a place that re- it's it's about living rather than tourism in Winnipeg. If you go north from Winnipeg up to Churchill, it's the polar bear capital of the world and a polar bear safari. That is just wild. It, it sounds like a hoot. Maybe you can take your hipster mates there. It's absolutely fantastic, the polar bear safari. Well, we'll move along to another Scotiabank. It looks like they've got nothing else to spend their money on. The Saddle Dome in Calgary for the Calgary Flames. If you want a really fun afternoon when you're in Calgary in the middle of winter, you catch a bus from downtown, you got to you got to swap buses about 20 minutes out, and then it's another 10 minutes up to where they held the 1988 Winter Olympics. Cool Runnings bobsled. And they still... Feel the rhythm. Feel the vibe. Something, something, something. It's, it's bobsled, bobsled time. time. Way. <laughs> Cool running. They, they still allow you to do luge in February, I think it is. January, February, once the once the facility has got the ice together and compacted properly, they still allow you to do the luge. Please tell me you went down the luge. I didn't because I was there in November. I don't care. I Caruso, like- when you finish with immigration, ring this place and get Keith pushed down this to bobsled track. Speaking Yay. speaking of Alberta, shut up, you lunatic Evans. Speaking of Alberta, Edmonton. It is brutally cold. But if you want to travel to Edmonton and you're taking your lady of choice, wife, girlfriend, fiance, What if you don't have one of them? Well, go there anyway because it's quite the eye-opener. It's West Edmonton Mall. It's the largest shopping mall in North America. I walked around for two hours and I still didn't see the entire place. I wasn't stopping for much either. It's got an ice skating rink. It's got three putt-putt courses, bowling alley, two four-star hotels, uh, an indoor water park, an indoor amusement park, about 250 to 300 different shops. It's got five separate dining alleys. It is just... It is just mind-blowing. Well, you didn't go down the luge. Did you go down the water... Did you go down the water slide? No, I didn't. What... Where do you go, Topolsky? You need to go down some sort of downhill slide, toboggan... Something. All right. I'll remember that. Remember that for next time. Measy's top tip, if there's some sort of slide, go down it. I'll remember that for next time. I also went to Rogers Arena in Vancouver to see the Canucks. Did they have a bobsled or a toboggan or a water slide? No, they didn't. Well, then why are we talking about it? Because Vancouver's (laughs) very much like Sydney, but it has a very nice uh, food scene. And if you get the chance, get the ferry across to Vancouver Island, where the capital, Victoria, is. Something I am dying to go and see is Butchett Gardens. It is... Probably the most famous gardens in all of Canada. It is quite something to behold just by the video and the photos that are taken. The colours and the scenery is quite spectacular. Okay, are you right now? Are you settled? No. Well, talk talk us through your US experiences anyway. Yes, boss. Your Lord Manus. Nice to see Careful. the nice to see the Blackhearts returning, but when we'll move across the border into the United States, I've been lucky to to be able to go through a, a, quite a few different places around the countryside. We'll start in New York, mm-hmm. sort of the home of a lot of places in New York, the New Statue York City, of Liberty, not New York State, New the York Buffalo's City, in yes. New York State. Yeah, but we don't like Buffalo; they always lose. All right, but um, we, we'll start off in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium which you'll find is built across the road from the old Yankee Stadium. At this point, shout out to Peter Schmeagel, a big Yankees fan, even though he claims that he's a Mets fan. Well, who likes the Mets? I didn't even get to go to the Mets Stadium. But uh, again, in the middle of New York City, it's just one train from the middle from Times Square um, where I was staying while I was over in New York. Um, Great experience. They, they build the stadiums great to be able to for sight lines and everything like that. And it lets you be able to stay in the middle of town and you get to go and, and, and visit these places. Another one I went to as well over in Brooklyn is the Barclays Center, which I think is the home of the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. New York Islanders in the hockey, which is another of Peter Schmeagel's favourite teams, although he claims to go for the Rangers. Yeah, well, Schmeagel, Schmeagel, whatever. He's not on this <laughs> podcast. 
Is he a mate? Is he a friend of Caruso's? Uh, I think he knows of Caruso, but he doesn't know Caruso. Well, he's a poor, poor man then. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the the Barclays Centre is probably the new big stadium there. It's taken over from Madison Square Garden as the host of most of the big WWE events, and that's what I was lucky enough to go there to see was WWE Raw. There you go, Schmees. MSG sucks. You heard it here first on Splinters. I said that to, when I was there, it was getting redone. That was the one place I wanted to go to while I was in New York was Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I only got to walk outside it. Oh, and no. if Shane Evans doesn't shut up, he's in, the same, he's in the same bucket as you. And he's not getting a lift home. Security. Security, Section E. But uh, the Barclays Center, again, one of these new, new arenas that are being built. A great view from everywhere. Everything you can think of uh, behind the scenes, food-wise, entertainment-wise, right on the right in the middle of Brooklyn, there, right on all the transports. So it was a, only a train ride under the under the um, Hudson River back into Manhattan. Um, one of those stadiums that you need to go and experience. And uh, on my WWE tour, that was 2013, I think, was when I went to Monday Night Raw. I also got to go to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Can't say much about the tourism. I was only there for two days. But I did get to go to the Wells Fargo Center, which is another big stadium. It's probably one of the bigger arenas. It holds nearly 20,000, I think. Philly Flyers, home venue in the NHL. Certainly is. And that, that is built in a big um, in a big sports arena because the big NFL field mm-hmm. and the baseball field are all within about two minutes' walk of each other. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have an entertainment plaza and complex as well there, too. So... That is also they've been able to condense all their big sporting arenas into one precinct, into one block essentially. They've been able to funnel all the transport into it there. Plus, they've got everything else there as well, the the party venues as well, to be able to to really make it a, a destination point, even if there's no games on. Cowboys Stadium. This has got to be a place that would have gone off. Well, I was lucky enough to be in the crowd for WrestleMania 32, which which official attendance was over 101,000 people. That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. If you had seats on the floor, it took almost two hours to get through the line to get oh. into your seat. If you oh, weren't if you weren't one of the first through the door, I was lucky enough. I was in the first row of the second tier. I'll show you photos later, and maybe if we get enough requests, I'll put up on the bench Facebook page. But the view was spectacular. Again, one of these new modern stadiums that are just built for the fans. Everything you can think of behind the scenes, food, entertainment, seats are, are fantastic. But to be, again, we're talking about electricity earlier. It's a roof stadium. Mm. Huge screens. I think they go from 20-yard line to 20-yard line for the NFL. Just absolutely amazing built for the fans. But we've been talking about a lot of places that are in the city. This one's not actually... It's between Dallas and Fort Worth. There's, it's, not, it's not actually in any sort of... Um, major city there is the there is the um the baseball stadium out mm-hmm. there as well um but other than that there's not a whole lot really there you need to spend a good 20 minutes half an hour to go either to dallas or fort worth either side to be able to see the nightlife or anything like that and public transport is essentially zero what about the american airlines center in dallas home of the dallas stars well i was lucky to be there for wrestlemania week i got to go to raw and to the the hall of fame which was both on and i got to go see a game of ice hockey who would have thought that i was at an ice hockey game so i got to go to three events there within a week at the american airlines center now that is in the middle of downtown Mm -hmm. dallas that is somewhere that is within walking distance of the main hub plus they've got the entertainment there they've got the little pubs they've got the the entertainment the house of blues is just down the road because i went to a a speaking uh, engagement before um one of the events there as well it, it it is built in the middle of their sort of entertainment part of town so when you do go there for a um for an event you don't just have to go straight home you don't have to try and get half an hour back to where you're staying you're right in the middle of of the party hub AT&T Park in San Francisco. It's an hour north of San Jose where the San Jose Sharks play at the SAP Centre. But San Francisco, a day tour is a must. You can go and visit Alcatraz. You can no, go I'm and in there. 
Alcatraz is fascinating and you can take a day tour up to Yosemite National Park if you're brave enough to get up at something like four in the morning to catch the 550 <laughs> bus or something well, You can like even that. drive to the Grand Canyon if you want, really. Well, we can do that probably from Vegas as well, well now we that can. Vegas Golden Knights play out of T-Mobile Arena. Staples Centre, home of the LA Clippers in the basketball, home of the Kings in the hockey. They sell sushi at the stadium. What sort of... Well, it's LA. What, sort what of do you expect? What is this? It's you you and your hipster buddies. What do you expect? I'm surprised they haven't gone... It's a disgrace. Kale and all the other... They probably have, of, actually. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. They've I probably t- got all that stuff. Tell you what, the hockey was a great way to break up the day at Universal Studios and miss all the crowds. Well, I went, yeah, Universal Studios is good. I also, when I was in LA, I got to go to the LA Coliseum where they hold the um, the Olympics and where did the Olympics do, began. Did you have dinner at Medieval Times? No, I didn't oh, get that, to go to... that is a must-do. Really great... Really great theatre with live falconry and medieval. Well, well there's one. There's one in Dallas, just up the road from yes. the from the American Airlines Center. And it's in I was, Toronto. As I was well. I was staying next oh, to it. I, I should have gone, but we we had wrestling to go to and drinking to on be done. The, on the other side of Los Angeles, of course, is the suburb of Anaheim. Quack 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 quack. Flying V's offside every time. No, it's not. Coach Bombay wouldn't lie to us. Five minutes for misconduct. There you go. Uh, Honda Centre is a lovely venue. It is a bit of a drive in LA, but LA traffic is a nightmare. Touched on the Key Bank Centre earlier with the Buffalo Sabres. If you're a history buff, you must go to Washington, D.C. The archives, the Smithsonian's, when they eventually reopen after the shutdown, absolutely fascinating. And you can go to the Capital One Arena or the Verizon Centre as it was formerly known Washington Wizards, I think it is, in the uh, NBA. If I'm allowed to talk, yes, it yeah, is. Okay, and the Capitals in the NHL. What do you like about Washington? I've been to Washington again. It was only for a day or so. Didn't get to go to any uh, of the tours. But uh, just to be able to walk around the place, you, you obviously, even though we're being Australians, you do get to learn of a lot of American history. You can go walk past the White House, walk past all the memorials there and stuff as well. And uh, as much as, as for an Australian... We are brought up on a lot of American things with TV and stuff like that, which do focus on these sort of things. So to be able to go and see it in real life and and to be able to experience it is something else. It is it is um, it is one of those eye-opening things that yeah we we get fed a lot of it with our mm-hmm. television, but it is cool to go and see firsthand. Could not agree more. And on that note, we'll end on a note of agreement. That's all the time we have here on Splinters, the Bench Podcast, our Sports Tourism Edition. Finally, it's over. Well, I was going to say something nice, but now that you've said that, I'm just going to keep that to myself. But, Measy, thank you for coming back and joining me on another edition of Topolsky and Mears' exclusive Splinters content. And uh, I might reconsider my suspension of you being banned from hosting. Well, the Mears and Topolsky podcast is what the fans were asking for. We hadn't been on together since episode one. We thought we'd better give it to the fans. As much as I love my fans, you did make me spend an hour with this guy. So we may have to talk about that friendship, but it always is a pleasure being on Splinters. I do hope to be on here in the future. Maybe I'll find someone else to be on here with. Well, we'll talk about that later, but I I do appreciate... I know I'll never be host. I do appreciate your kind words, and thank you for joining us here on Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live at www.triplehfm.com.au and on podcasts.com, that's podcasts, plural, dot com. We're almost into preview season. We've got plenty of previews coming up, so stay tuned for that, and hopefully we'll even be able to get around to some baseball content that has been provided, that will hopefully be provided to us by our live studio audience member tonight in Shane Evans. We'll get to that and a whole lot more in the coming weeks right here on Splinters.